Under to Limpopo we go and uh, congestion at the Beige Bridge border, uh, Beige Bridge Bright Bridge border post outside Musina and on the N1 in particular in Limpopo uh, is congested as travellers head to various destinations uh, for the festive season and traffic volume started increasing on Sunday and they have continued and the situation persists today. Uh, Traffic officials appear unable to control the traffic as trucks and small vehicles head northward uh, towards Zimbabwe and occupying both lanes at this stage. And some motorists say that they've been in that queue for several days, as Rudzani Chivase reports. It has been a long wait for those travellers who have not been home since the start of the COVID-19 lockdown early this year. And there's no sign that the long wait will end anytime soon. The traffic queue stretches for about 10 kilometers on the N1. Some of those coming into the country from Zimbabwe are walking to Musina to buy basics. This is what some motorists had to say about the long wait. I'm here about three days, but according to the queue, the way it is moving, it's about three days coming, we can finish this queue. So we are not safe. You see here, it's in the bush, no security, no one, even thieves, they can rob us here. So it's very bad. Yeah, I'm from Jobek, I'm going to Marawi, the long way. And nothing is moving. The roads are narrow, and this is one of the busiest roads in Africa. I think there should be quick measures should be taken in assisting the movement of logistics. And also I believe it's the most profitable that it doesn't even cost so much just to create a divert route, either one for heavy vehicles and trucks and the other one for small trucks. This motorist drove from Pretoria with a buggy full of luggage, towing a trailer. He says he is satisfied with the traffic flow from Pretoria on the N1. I'm from Pretoria to Messina, but uh, there's little traffic, but the extents are just the trailers and work is just on the sides of the road, but there's no police out there. Everywhere, every 10 kilometers meet the police. Yes, I'm from Zimbabwe. We have COVID certificates. We do them in Pretoria. I don't know the situation from yesterday, but I hear that there's too much congestion at the borders. A number of broken down and overloaded vehicles pulling trailers could be seen along the N1. Transport spokesperson Matome Muremi Tawiatwala says they are aware of traffic congestion at the border and will implement new plans to address it soon. We are aware of the pileup in the bad bridge, and uh, our team from SAPS and Traffic have uh, re-strategized their plan, and they will be putting it in action not so long, and the matter will be addressed. But also the Minister of Home uh, Affairs will be making announcements that will also enhance the plan that we are having now. But we are really calling on the motorists to be patient with each other in the meantime. Uh, the situation of will go back to normal. Hundreds of people are illegally jumping the border fence and crossing the crocodile-infested Limpopo River. Home Affairs has not yet issued a comment about the situation at the border. Rosan Chibase, SABC Radio News, at the Bight Bridge border post between South Africa and Zimbabwe. 
Now, a woman is also reported to have died after collapsing near the border post and uh, she'd been travelling on a bus since Monday afternoon and queues, we understand, are still kilometres long. So for the latest on this story, we are joined by our reporter, Rudzani Chibase. Rudzani, good afternoon. So uh, let's just start with the traffic uh, heading towards that border post. How is it looking like currently? Yeah, it's bad. It's like in a good afternoon. We, we're still experiencing traffic. In fact, the situation has worsened, according to my observation, because now we are in town. The, 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 the traffic uh, queue stretches from the border to town, which is about uh, 14 kilometers. We were talking to some of the people who are arrived, some arrived yesterday, some arrived this morning, who are just sitting uh, under trees here, yeah, because it's very, very, very hot. Uh, you just mentioned the, the incident which happened here of a person who collapsed and died. You know, it's very, very hot. People are just sitting under their trucks, some under their trees, uh, 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 waiting for, for them to, to, to go through. We we tried, Sakina, to get in touch with Home Affairs to explain to us what is really exactly at play here. And they were just dilly-dallying, saying, no, our things inside the border control area, everything is fine, we have enough manpower, we have enough service points. So it's a blame game. They are blaming the Department of Transport. Transport is saying Home Affairs will announce plans. You, you, you heard what we, from the package. So it's, it's a blame game. Nobody's coming with, with a clear uh, vision, clear answers as, as, as to what is really happening. But from, from, from the people that we talk to, those we, t- we talk to, the travelers, who have been waiting since yesterday, they are saying they are worried because they, they have COVID-19 negative results with them, which we know in South Africa they need to be uh, less than 48 hours. And they are worried that they will expire while they are still here waiting to go through. So that's the situation here. And it uh, sounds like, you know, quite a perilous one as well. Uh, Rudani, you sh- uh, cited challenges with the processing of uh, travelers' documents also uh, leading to delays. But we also tried to get hold of Home Affairs and we were told the same story. But is there any indication of what is really happening at the point where these documents are being processed? Where exactly is the bottleneck? Where's the delay in the process? It's unfortunate that we can't... Uh uh, we, we can't access the border. As we are, we are, we are, we are eight kilometers from the border. We totally can't access because of this bottleneck that you're talking about. We can't access the border to see to, to enter into the border control area. So what is really happening? We, we are just here by the road. Both lanes are, are blocked. And, and what we are learning from Home Affairs, like you said, you talked to, to Sia from Home Affairs. I also talked to Sia from Home Affairs. There's a director of ports of entry, Stephen Faniel. We've been trying to talk to him. He's inside. We are told he's inspecting us. So what is really at play here? What we learned is that as, as, as a temporary measure, trucks are now being taken to some of the truck stops. Some are blocking them. The police are blocking them before they reach town, Lucina, to, to say they should not proceed towards uh, the border. They should rather park there until the traffic is, is, is here uh, around the border and around the N1. So, Ruzani, um, with regard to the person who uh, was reported to have died waiting in those kilometre-long queues, has anyone said anything from uh, the official side? Has anyone taken responsibility or, you know, at least sent a message out regarding that particular incident? Not yet. We, we try, because as it is now, we have been saying that 
there are lots of allegations from the people that are telling us it's not one only one person. They said during the week another two two people died here. But we're trying to get from the officials as to what is the exact number. So far we only told of one person that died. That person we are told he was she was not feeling well and she was going home to Zimbabwe. She was travelling in a bus and because of this delay the bus had to wait for hours and some people get out of the bus and sitting under the trees and she also tried to go outside but she, she was sick and given the, the temperature here you, even the, a, 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 a person who's not sick you can feel it's hot you need water there's no water we tried to talk to the municipality so why are they not providing temporary water tanks here or temporary ablution facilities it's a daily darling we talked to the local municipality here in Musina. they said no is the competency of the Vembe District Municipality. We have since uh, communicated that to the district municipality to say, why are you not providing this? Because well, this is a similar situation of traffic congestion. It happened in 2008 during the outbreak of cholera. Yeah, we have seen uh, temporary water tanks by the road here, by the N1. We have seen uh, temporary uh, ablution facilities. But now we are not seeing anything. We don't know what is the, the problem. And uh, from the Zimbabwean side of that uh, particular uh, border fence, uh, is there any communication from them? We we haven't had any any communication from them. But what we know is that the the, the management here, the federal management in the, in the Zimbabwean authorities, they often have meetings. Uh, you know, the customs, the immigration officials in Zimbabwe. Some four weeks ago, we had a meeting with the Minister of Home Affairs in Zimbabwe, and our minister here, Dr. already at the border, uh, trying to address these kind of, of problems. By then, the problem was only with, with the couple trucks, which were also lining up uh, spending days. And the problem was since resolved, was resolved then. But again, the same problem is repeating itself. Are we expecting traffic volumes to increase, uh, Rudzani? Because usually a day or two before Christmas, uh, there is traditionally a bit of a peak. But uh, at this stage, as you said, they are trying to stop the trucks already uh, from getting into Messina. But what about other traffic? In fact, we have started seeing the volumes going up. We drove from Bulukwane to, to, to Via Lucina. We passed uh, the Capricorn Toll Plaza, the Babak Toll Plaza. You could see the traffic is starting to, to, to build up. Uh, it has been the case for the past two days, and we expect that in the, few, in the coming hours leading to the Christmas Day, traffic volume will go up. You remember, again, these are the people who, some of them, due to, due to the lockdown, they, 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 the last time they went home was in December last year. And the last time they came back here was early January, and then uh, COVID-19 lockdown kicked in. So they were here, and they would like to, to, to unite with their families back home. Some are from Zimbabwe coming this side. They want to reunite with their families this side. So we, we are expecting traffic volume to, to, to pick up. But we have seen the increased number of traffic officers from the National Department in Florida. They were de- deployed in Mosina in the Bed Bridge. The local, uh, local municipality traffic officers are here, and the provincial traffic officers are here, and from other uh, offices and police station, police are also here trying to uh, address the problem. Rudani Jibase, thanks so much for that update. Our reporter in Limpopo, and he is, as he says, about eight kilometers from the Bait Bridge border post. Uh, can't get any closer to that particular facility. And um, I just received a message now from Siak Koza uh, from uh, the Department of Home Affairs saying that Minister Mutswaledi is in fact available to speak to us. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and try and hear from the Minister uh, from a Home Affairs perspective. What exactly is going on at Bait Bridge? Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.
And staying with that story, uh, smugglers in Zimbabwe, assisted by South Africans, are using inflatable boats to carry people and contraband across the crocodile-infested Limpopo River. And it's reported that people are paying anything between 100 and 500 rand for a one-way trip. And we are joined on the line now by Dumisani Muleya, who is the managing editor of The News Hawks, a new investigative journalism center in Harare, who shared a few videos on Twitter revealing how the syndicate works and how people are transported illegally across the two countries. And just before we go to uh, Dumisani, let's just listen to this report. All right, uh, that was a clip of uh, some of uh, this illegal activity of how people and contraband are being smuggled across uh, the river. And we will put that clip, that video up on our social media pages. I'll put it on mine and we'll put it on the updated noon page as well. So you can uh, go and take a look there. Dumisani Muleya, the managing editor of the News Hawks, uh, that new investigative journalism center in Harare, joins us now. Dumisani, good afternoon. Thanks for speaking to us on updated noon. Good uh, afternoon, uh, how long has this particular operation been running, according to your investigations? Uh, this has uh, been going on for a long time, but uh, it has uh, uh, intensified uh, during the season. What happens is that people, they always cross the, 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 the Limpopo River, when it is not flooded. But when it is flooded, now they need new ways uh, of crossing uh, the noisy crocodile infested. And uh, it's a really big river. So uh, this operation of using both ferries uh, in um, different illegal by uh, illegal immigrants from Zimbabwe into South Africa, I know these days uh, the new political correct service and documented immigrants um yeah, but the people from the market in South Africa are using those boats and the, our investigation shows that the boats are owned by operators on the South African side, on the Zimbabwean side. On the South African side, uh, we've uh, uh, discovered that it's farmers who are along the Limpopo River who are now coming in there for financial gain to provide uh, the ferries to carry people from uh, across the river when they're entering South Africa and when they're going back to Zimbabwe. Remember, most of these people who cross there, usually they are people who are going to buy things in, in South Africa, but they do not want to use official crossing points because they want to smuggle. So they are smugglers, they are racketeers, they are bootleggers. Those are the people who uh, use those boats to cross. Some of the boats, uh, they are owned by Zimbabweans on this other side. So it's a business that is run by Zimbabweans and South Africans on either side of the Limpopo. 
Dumisani, what kind of contraband is usually transported across uh, in that particular fashion? Yeah, the contraband involves a, a, a whole lot of things, from groceries uh, to electronic equipment uh, to small machinery uh, to clothes uh, to basic um, uh, goods for bought in South Africa for retail in Zimbabwe. But mostly, what we discovered yesterday, but we was new, but we needed obviously to be on the ground to get the evidence. It's a, it's a, it's cigarette. A lot of the contraband is illegal cigarettes. You know, there's a, a lot of smuggling from Zimbabwe into South Africa of cigarettes. It's a multi-billion run the industry, that of smuggling cigarettes uh, from the government. So these boats, they are used um, uh, to smuggle cigarettes all the time. Yesterday, we counted about seven boats that were carrying large boxes of cigarettes. And in one boat, for instance, uh, there are about uh, 15 cartoons uh, of cigarettes. Uh, but it, that was just small time. This huge smuggling that goes on there, uh, officially and unofficially across uh, uh, the, the border. Where's law enforcement? Did, did you spot any? Because uh, these um, border posts, I mean, even the illegal crossings are known, and one would imagine that they would be guarded. Well, uh, in terms of law enforcement on both sides of the river, South Africa has reacted outside of South Africa. This kind of late, when uh, uh, the ANC uh, uh, was engaging Zanupiev uh, in Zimbabwe, when uh, President Ramaphosa uh, sent a delegation to meet President Mnangagwa over the situation in Zimbabwe, which explains what is happening across the border, uh, they, 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 they were attempted by South Africa to respond by militarization and the securitization of the immigration problem. Of course, we know, I mean, uh, it's a futile response. Although the South African government obviously is entitled to do what it can to secure its borders, but it's futile to the extent that uh, it's, it's basically grappling with the symptoms of the problem rather than addressing the root causes. The root causes are the following. Uh, it's the leadership, governance, uh, political and economic failure in Zimbabwe, which has created this exodus and the flood of immigrants across the river. We know that in the past, before the Zimbabwean economic collapse, these things never used to happen that way. People used to go and look for jobs in South Africa, but it was normally a controlled movement. Uh, now it's, it's no longer controlled. It's wave after wave as a reflection of the crisis in Zimbabwe. Officials, obviously, in Zimbabwe, they seek to deny it and say people have always moved. But, of course, we know they are, they are, they are, they are creating fabrication, fiction. The, real, the reality is that most Zimbabweans are now running away from the state of the economy into South Africa in search of survival. Uh, the Zimbabwean government is doing precious little. Well, we unfortunately lost Dumisane Mulea there. He's the managing editor of uh, the News Hawks, and uh, the News Hawks is a new investigative journalism center in Harare. And um, I, I still wanted to ask him about uh, the uh, drownings, if any have been reported. How often are they reported? Uh, because uh, this is a perilous journey, and um, it's risky behavior to cross this crocodile-infested uh, river. How many people, you know, have, for example, 
example, um, lost their lives or limbs uh, to crocodile attacks. And uh, maybe, maybe if we can, after news headlines, uh, maybe just put uh, that question about uh, the drownings, loss of life, um, and injuries if, uh, that people actually suffer as they cross this river. As a final question uh, to to Rudzani, and then we'll try and get uh, Minister Aaron Mutswaledi on the line uh, to get official word from government about what exactly is going on at the Baybridge border post and also to respond uh, to these illegal crossings that are happening uh, further down that particular border post. Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. And unfortunately, we don't seem to be able to uh, connect with Dumisane Mulea again because I was really curious about the drownings as people cross uh, the river illegally and also the fact that that river is crocodile infested. How many injuries have been reported? Uh, so unfortunately, we cannot uh, get through to Rudza, uh, to uh, Dumisane Mulea. Uh, but when we are able to, even if it's off air, I'll try and get uh, those answers for you. In the meantime, uh, Minister Aaron Mutsaledi, the Minister of Home Affairs, joins us now um, in response to some of uh, what we have reported on and also uh, what we've heard and uh, seen and read on social media, for example. Minister, good afternoon. Thanks so much for speaking to us here on Updated Noon. Good afternoon, Sakina, and good afternoon to the listeners. Thank you very much for having me. Minister, so happy that you could come on because uh, this is a very serious situation and it seems to be getting worse. Our reporter, Rudzani Chibase, telling us earlier that uh, the queue of vehicles trying to cross over into Zimbabwe is now 40 kilometers, 40 kilometers long, and that they are now trying to divert trucks even from getting into Musina. So from your perspective, officially, where is the problem, Minister? What is going on? Yeah, thank you, Sakina. Well, I was listening to your program when I heard Rizani saying those things. And I don't think you heard him well. It can't be 40 kilometers. It's 14 into Messina, not 40. I, I listened to him very carefully. And uh, he was saying Home Affairs Department is nowhere to be found. And uh, everybody is passing the bag. There's blame game. I want to assure you, Sakina, there's no blame game. We know exactly where the problem is and we are solving it. One of the things I can say is that the trucking industry is like the taxi industry. Any small hiccup uh, results into chaos. You might remember that sometimes in November, I think middle of November or late November, I went to Bay Bridge Border Post and I met my counterpart from Zimbabwe who was accompanied by the Deputy Minister of Health and, and Minister of, uh, Deputy Minister of Trade and Industry. We solved the problem. At that time, the problem was that Botswana, Botswana was under lock and key, as you know, they declared a state of emergency. And trucks were spending by their law three days at the border post because they had to test for COVID and wait for results for three days. So many truck owners diverted their trucks into a bait bridge. They were no longer using Botswana regardless of their destination. They go through bait bridge and go wherever they wanted to. Now, the arrangement at bait bridge because of, I mean, it's the biggest border post in the rest, in the whole of uh, of South Africa, in a, of any neighboring country with us. Our general arrangement was that when trackers lose Musina, they go into holding areas. They don't go straight to the border. They go into holding areas where they must do administration. 
administrative work, paperwork, stamps, customs, and all that are done while they are parked in the holding area. Only when you are ready with every documentation, you go to the border and it, it just becomes, a, you know, a, a normal thing for you to get stamps and pass through. And, and when the people from Botswana were coming, the truck owners abandoned that because they thought now it's a fight for space. We restored it and say you must go back into the holding areas, otherwise there's going to be chaos. And that has been happening until, unfortunately, on the 3rd of December, the Department of Health passed new regulations because there is the new COVID antigen test, which is done here and there. They also demanded for the truck drivers. Their response was to abandon the holding areas and go and fight for space on the road. In other words, they try to do administration while the truck, the truck is parked on the road. And when asked, they said, no, it's because a COVID-19 uh, antigen test at the border is wanted from us. I want to queue from it. So most of the trucks that are parked there on the road that you see them don't have their, their papers ready. They want to process them on the, on, while parked on the road and the two lanes. It's not going to work. So the traffic officials in Limpopo, Sakina, they had withdrawn after we resolved the problem in November because traffic officers are needed elsewhere in the country, on N1, where people are dying in large numbers because we thought the problem in Mosina has been resolved. Now that the truck drivers have now abandoned the holding areas, I spoke to the traffic officials this morning. They are now sending them back to push them back into the holding areas to do administration there. Secondly, we are speaking to the Department of Health that uh, the, the demand of the rapid antigen, specifically from truck drivers, is going to cause problems. And we are trying to resolve the issue that way. So we believe in the next 24 hours the issue will really be resolved. Minister, what about other travellers who are travelling in private vehicles in uh, public transport? Uh, What about them? Uh, Is there no way of them being diverted so that they're not getting held up because of the problem with the truck drivers? Well, you see the truck drivers, uh, once they start blocking there, you see the the, the irony at the moment, Sakina, is that if you go to Bay Bridge now, from the report I got from our director of post of entry, who we, we have actually posted there, uh, last night. He says our people are idling there at the border because the theater of war is not at the border with uh, 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 customs or home affairs. It's on the road where the truckers have blocked while they don't have documents to pass through, while they have not completed administration. So, so, so that is where the problem is. And as I'm saying, once we solve the problem of the truckers, uh, the traffic officials are back. We said, let's remove them from elsewhere where they were. They were. Of course, they were saving lives, but unfortunately, it's an emergency. Take them back to Musina. Let them push the trucks into the holding areas. Let the truck drivers do administration there in the holding areas. Then they'll leave the road free. Then all the other pedestrians will not find the congestion because the truckers who are causing the congestion will be in the holding areas doing the administration there. And uh, so what you're saying to us, Minister, is at the actual uh, border post itself, there is no congestion. The congestion is on the road. There's no congestion of truck drivers because yeah, they're on the road. They can't, they can't continue to the border because they don't have documents. They, don't, they haven't completed administration. They are trying to fight to do administration on the road. If, if you need to understand it, Sakina, imagine a, 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 a truck that is maybe 
30 trucks away from the border. And it has got documentation is ready, but the trucks in front of it don't have. And there is no way to maneuver and go past because they've broken two lanes. So even truck, truck own, I mean truckers or trucks, which have got correct documentation, they can't pass through because the guy who's, who's talking in front doesn't have documentation and is trying to do it on the road and it takes a long time. So, so if they can be pushed into a holding area, they'll really open the space and, and they, they will start having a flow, you know. Because we have checked the numbers, Sakina, especially when we compare with the previous years. The number of people this time is usually very high. When you compare with the previous years, we found that the numbers are still low. They shouldn't be causing this type of congestion. If the truck drivers were playing the game by the rules, we wouldn't be having this congestion that is there. And Minister, then there's the other problem of people uh, crossing uh, into uh, the two countries illegally along the uh, crocodile-infested Limpopo River. So we just spoke to uh, to Misani Mulea, who indicates there that they actually went as investigative journalists and they've observed a lot of contraband actually being trafficked along that river and also uh, people paying anything between 100 and 500 rand for a one-way trip. So what's happening there why isn't that being policed that part of uh, the uh, border fence yeah sakina is a very difficult problem and i'm sure he has already told you what the root causes of people who are studying who are going to buy groceries and all that so we are in a dilemma whether people who are hungry and starving in their country coming here to buy food in whatever way you stop them but the second dilemma is for us on the south african side going to block a person from going back home, that's their home, from going back and say, no, you can't go back because you don't have this and that remaining in South Africa, is difficult. So what we are planning is when people come back on our side. When they go there, we believe the Zimbabwean side must deal with the issue. What we are planning, and, and we have met on Monday with all our immigration officials, when they come back, we, are, we will make sure that they go through the port of entry. Because here, remember, Sakina, there's no rule in South Africa stopping people from coming into South Africa to buy things. The problem is that they are not doing it through the normal official ports of entry. They prefer to do it through openings. We have identified those openings. We are busy doing a deployment, which we'll, we'll, we think we'll be able to announce next week. We are meeting together with the Defence Force and the police, uh, the Defence Force whose mandate is it to, to make sure that uh, things like that don't happen on the borders. We will augment them with immigration officials who usually work inside the country to go and block and tell Zimbabweans, you are allowed to come to South Africa, you are allowed to buy food, you are allowed to do all these things and visit, but please do it formally through a normal port of entry. Don't go through any opening because we won't allow that. We will definitely start that from the second. For now, they are going back home and it's a difficult thing to block somebody who's going home to their own country. Uh, just a final question, Minister, for now. Um, I'm looking at uh, the Twitter account of uh, Nick Mangwana, who's the Secretary for Information in Zimbabwe, and um, he tweeted that um, we have made uh, been made aware of the situation at Baitbridge Border Post, and whilst the bottleneck is not on the Zimbabwean side, efforts are in motion to arrive at a solution that works for both sides of the border that includes a possible review of the uh, 2200 hours closure of the border. Is uh, there any discussion on that uh, with regard to extending the uh, working hours at the border post, Minister? Well, 
the Minister of Deco, Dr. Nelly Pandu, has phoned me because the Zimbabweans conducted her and saying they want to send the delegation of ministers to Bait Bridge to see what's happening. And I've just responded to her 10 minutes ago that I don't think they need to because uh, the problems I've told you on our side of trackers and the holding site and all that will be able to resolve what the Zimbabweans must do, must solve the economic problem over that site. That's what they need to be doing anyway. That's for another day. It's not for now and it's not for me in home affairs. But the problems that have existed, uh, I've already told you exactly how we are going to solve them. The issue of extending hours is something that we do annually, but you'll be aware that there is a curfew which has been uh, imposed. Even if you open a border up to late at night, what do you do about people who are moving around after the curfew and say, no, I'm going to the border? We must just find a, 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 a solution we, and li- to live uh, within the curfew. Otherwise, if we cancel the curfew, then we'll have to stop it all over the country. And I don't think Home Affairs will have the power to do that. Minister Arun Mutaledi, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Minister of Home Affairs, uh, giving us uh, some clarity on what is happening at the Bait Bridge border post. And according to the minister, the problem is truck drivers who don't have their documentation in order, who are actually blocking that uh, thoroughfare to the actual border post. So uh, the minister says, no congestion at uh, the actual border post itself. The problem is on the roads where the roads are being blocked. And we will, of course, uh, keep you posted on any new developments in the story.